Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. NeoU is a fitness app offering live and on-demand classes from top instructors and workout concepts from around the world. NeoU has hundreds of classes from boot camp to dance, yoga, strength, and more. Stream workouts on any device, your iPhone, Android, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and the web. Use the code STORIES at NeoU, that's N-E-O-U, fitness.com, to receive one month free. I want to tell you about a new podcast should check it out. It's called Just Between Us. It's hosted by codependent besties and New York Times best-selling authors, Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin. I've known Gabby a long time. I don't even know if Gabby would remember me, but we did a bunch of stand-up shows together just when I was starting to try stand-up. And she was so cool and nice and uh, funny. Just Between Us is a variety show. It's all about brutal honesty, female friendship, and giving unsolicited advice. Uh, Gabby is a super cool, sweet person. Listen and subscribe. Oh, I bet Allison is too, by the way. I just don't, to my knowledge, don't have a uh, personal relationship. I'm not trying to throw Allison Raskin out of the bus. I'm sure she's great too. I just, uh, I don't think that she and I have had as much of a personal interactions. Okay, listen and subscribe now to hear all new episodes of Just Between Us wherever you get your podcasts. Hello to all my parking lot vigilantes. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gathard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous, a show where me, a guy, takes phone calls from you, the world, And we all just see what happens. And that's it. That's the whole show. And I'm really proud of it. And I like it a lot. And I'm psyched to get to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to everybody who supports the show. I uh, I wanted to just start today just to let you guys know I've been going out on the road. Want to remind you, March 27th, Huntsville, Alabama. March 28th, Nashville, Tennessee. And then March 29th, 30th, and 31st, I'll be in Atlanta. Go to chrisgeth.com for tickets. I would love to meet you. It's been so nice to meet so many people out on the road lately. And uh, these are the last shows I'm doing before the kid comes, so uh, I don't know when I'll be back on the road. Who knows, who knows? I want to say thanks to everybody who uh, is in the Beautiful Anonymous Facebook group. It's uh, such a fun community. We discuss episodes there. People bring up topics. There's recently a thread where some people were uh, discussing whether or not I hate America. I want to reiterate and reassure you I do not hate America. I actually love America. I love it a lot. I love where I'm from. I love New Jersey. I love every—I've driven cross-country six times, three by myself— because I think this place is a beautiful place full of beautiful people. And I think a big point of the show is that I love talking to people. And most of them are my fellow countrymen. And I love this place. So that's that. All right. I want to uh, set up this episode. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times people have said, hey, you're always doing um, the calls during work hours. That's tough for a lot of us. Well, that's, a lot of that is because, you know, this is a job. And, and, and Jared and, uh, and Harry... Harry Nelson, who I think everybody knows has been coming from my slot. He's trying to steal the throne. 
Everybody knows Harry wants to take over this show, and uh, he's trying to take me down. Anyway, Jared and Harry, they work here. They work at the studio. So it's like, of course, we have to do it during work hours. This is a job. That being said, one night, one week, I was like, you know what? Let's go in. What do you guys think? Let's come in. So we came in about 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. We did a call real late at night. We said, let's see if we get somebody different. And I think that we did. We got a guy. It just had a different tone. It was at the end of the night. This guy might be... uh, relaxing as one does at the end of the night, smoking a little cheeb, getting cheebed up, as my friend Gary would say, back from the In Your Dreams podcast, Deep Cut. He's uh, an interesting dude, and we are all going to come to know him quite soon by a very specific nickname. And some of you guys are going to love this one and think it's hilarious. Some of you guys are going to go, what just happened? I kind of had both reactions myself along the way, and I'm excited to see what you think. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Oh, hey! Holy shit! Ha! Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, man. Made me giggle. Sorry, man. I I just... I will... Well, yeah, I'm sitting in my garage smoking a bowl right now, so... um, I, I I really didn't think I'd get through. This is amazing. It, it actually time perfect because uh, I don't do this on, well, I do it kind of regularly, but I don't do it like every night. But, uh, oh, wow, this is awesome. Oh, man, love your podcast. This is uh, going to be the first 10 minutes going to be a little jittery because of nerves. But, uh, wow, this is awesome. It's, hey, I'm how s- you doing? I'm psyched. Huh? Yeah, well, how you doing tonight? Really good. I should mention for anyone listening, I said to, I came in the other day and I said to, I was saying to Jared and Harry, you know, maybe we should just stay up real late one night. Like the studio, we always, we always record during the day because it's a, the studio's a business. You got to be here during business hours. I said, let's, uh, let's do a late night one. So it's 1130 at night. That's why you're out in the garage smoking a ball. And I've been busy all day. I did jujitsu today, played basketball, worked on my screenplay. Wow. I did a stand-up set. I've done everything, and now I'm here. It's a different mindset for me, too. Nice day, man. Very nice day. Yeah, no, it's... Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not going to give it away too much, obviously, because anonymous, but uh, I'm on the West Coast, so it's only, whatever, 8.30 here, but... Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stay at home dad. Uh, I told the wife to take care of the boys. I'm probably going to be on the phone for about an hour. And, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is cool. That's great. My day's been good too. I got in, a, I got in a nice hike this morning. We had some rain out you know, on the West coast here. You're not, it doesn't have any cold like you guys got down about 50, but you know, I got in a nice hike, got the house cleaned up, got through my chores of the day. Like I said, I've been a stay-at-home dad for about three years now. I got I got uh, two boys, but uh, you know, I, I, I it's the greatest job I've ever had. That's good. That's good. Now let me ask you right out of the gate, California. Yeah. Where are yep. we at? Is weed fully legal, or you got the med- you got the medicinal card? I'm not judging. No, no. I, I uh, it's it's legal. Um, I had the medicinal card since like 2007. Um, but you don't need it now. You can just go in anywhere and buy. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, my, my, my wife doesn't smoke, but she's known since we've been together just over 20 years now, but, uh, you know, but she knows I do this. I, I, I prefer not to drink. I, I drank a lot in my 
teens and in my twenties and, you know, I don't want to kind of go back to that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, for me, it, it's, a, it's, it's medicinal. It's, it, it's spiritual. It, it helps me with, you know, just, uh, kind of getting things in focus. Uh, I'm very ADD at times and I, 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 I tend to, my mind just tends to, you know, I tend to go inside my head and things will just spin. And so it's, it's a good, it's a good way to kind of take the edge off. And it, I, it, I, I'll be honest, I think it makes me a better parent too, but you know, wow. and I, I hear that from other parents that smoke as well, but um, yeah, I, 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 you know, it's just come on out to California, man. It's all good. Oh, I've been to California. I've been there many times. Well, up and down the whole. Well, no, I know. I, 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 I haven't seen your show live yet. I, I, I missed the last couple times you're uh, through Southern California, but I definitely want to catch one here soon. Eh, someday, I'll be back. I'll be back. I don't get out to Southern California as much as someone in the entertainment industry should. What was that sound? Yeah. You actually? What's that? Were you, were you talking up while I was uh, talking? No, no, no. Oh. I just I leaned back in my chair. I was leaning oh. forward. No, I was not. hoping. I was. I got to admit, I was hoping. <laughs> You're just waiting for oh, me it, to it, talk. It'll, it'll, ha- it'll happen. <laughs> we, we got an hour. It'll definitely happen. So you've been. It'll definitely happen. Yeah. You've been together with your wife over twenty years. Stay at home dad three years. Yeah. How old are the kids? I want to do the math on this one. Uh, 12 and 9. 12 and 9. Well, I had a full-time job. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a full-time job for years, and then my wife ended up being much more successful with, with her career path than I was. And, and about three years ago, she asked if I wanted to quit my day job, and I immediately was like, yes. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I liked what I did for a living, but it wasn't, you know, it was, it was an eight-to-five job, maybe with overtime, and, you know, you dealt with management and shit like that, typical corporate, but, uh, you know, I, I again, like I said, this, this is the best job I've ever had. It, I mean, it's got its challenges, and it's definitely, you know, has its own stress and stuff that comes with it, but I'll, I'll take it over the corporate bullshit any day. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I know, I, I feel like, you know, in the... Uh, in the culture, even, even when I was growing up, let alone back in like the traditional fifties image of Americana, there might be some feeling of, uh, of the, the male member of the household having to be the breadwinner. Did you have any of that insecurity or are you, are you modern people who are like, screw all that stuff? I, you know, I, no, I, I, I've got guys my age. I just turned 50 last year and, and, you know, I I know guys that, that, you know, they give me shit about it, especially if there's a group together. They'll give me shit, you know, as a group. But then individually, they'll come up to me like, you're living the dream, man. You're living the dream. You know, just, uh, but but I mean, the, the 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 thing you have to do is just take your ego out of the equation. You know, the way I look at it is my wife and I, we're in this shit together. So it's like, you know, what can I do for the team? You know, that I, I didn't see it coming. I didn't ever expect it. But when, you know, she asked me, I was like, it just made sense, you know, so. That rules. Yeah, it yeah, really and you know, I got my my. It's great spending time with my boys, but you know, even even that sometimes it could get a little, you know, especially uh, one that's almost thirteen, and he's got that that teen attitude coming in, and you just have to <laughs> stomp it down. No, I'm just kidding about that. How does but, it show up? I mean, he's a. Is he just? What's that? How does that show up? Is it just like whatever you say he's going to roll his eyes at? End of story. How does it go? 
Uh, not completely, no. There, there's definitely, you know, uh, sorry, I'm walking back through the house now. There, there's definitely a, I don't want to say it's a, a rebellion, but he, there's definitely pushback. And it's not all the time. It's more like when he's in a mood. He's very much me at that age. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I, so it's, it's your, your kids literally just mirror you back, the good, the bad, oh, the ugly. Everything. Oh, that's terrifying. So, yeah. That but, terrifies but, but it, it, it is, but it's great. It is, but it's it's amazing because especially when they mirror back like your faults, and then you realize like you know where's that coming from? Oh fuck, that's me. Oh, you, know, no. it's like, or, you know, that's your mom. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, that's no. your mom. You know, it's a but 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 it's it's great too though. I mean, you know that uh, you just you know especially at these ages, you see them becoming their own people already. You know, getting these little bits of independence. Yeah. You know, wherever they can, and so. I hope my yeah. kid doesn't uh, doesn't turn into me and just be fifty uh, percent completely anxious, insecure mess, while simultaneously the other fifty percent a total narcissist. I hope he doesn't walk yeah. that line where those things coexist at all t- all confusing times. But 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 I mean I think the thing is especially like you know if if you've been in therapy and you've dealt with this stuff like you know I had you know, anxiety, depression, panic attacks. Um, I, you know, like for me, you know, he's in middle school and for me, junior high, you know, fucking sucked. I, oh. That was the worst time. Yeah. That was just, and, and, and the thing was, you know, like, uh, I was always the tallest, but I was also the skinniest and it was kind of established early on. Like, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's like when somebody goes to prison, you know, you take out the biggest guy and nobody messes with you. And it's like, you know, that worked for a while. They would just, you know, all pick on me or come at me and then, they realized like, oh, he's really not that much of a fight. But then by then it was like tradition, like, oh, let's just chase him home every day and, you know, throw his bike in the ditch and beat him with his book bag. It's, you know, that fun stuff. What the hell is going on in junior high schools that everyone I know has this experience (laughs) where junior high school is this weird, like, it's like everyone remembers it as like a violent prison yard-like environment. Where you're getting pushed to the ground yeah. and beating, beaten with your own book bag. There were fights every day when I was in junior high. Why is oh, junior high school full of such violence and rage? It's just it's all the hormones, and then you have these. You know, you've got different schools mixing together, and you got kids just trying to you know impress their friends, or you know maybe they realize you know it's like kill or be killed at that age. I, don't, I mean, it's yeah. it's different. You know what my kids going through now. It's it's it still has you know some of that, but. You know, they're, they're not having to fight out by the, you know, the bleachers every day at three o'clock high or anything like that. But, you know, he's, I, I see him, he's got the same kind of anxiety that I had at that age. And, and, you know, I, I my wife and I both talk about it and we talk about it with him. We're very open and I'm, I'm very open with, with, you know, my mental health issues, um, which, you know, I didn't even really realize and I had them till like my early to mid thirties, you know, um, I, I, I didn't realize what panic attacks were. And then when I finally, you know, got into a, you know, see a therapist and he's like, yeah, that's a, that's a panic attack. And I'm like, Oh, I've been having those for about like since, you know, 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two solid decades of thinking this is just how life is when you later find out it's not how it has to be. Yeah. And, and, you know, it didn't help that, you know, 
child of the you know 70s and 80s, you know, the drinking in high school. It wasn't. You know, I remember the first time I came home drunk. My parents didn't. You know, they didn't get mad at me. They, you know, it's, if anything, they just got mad because I, I threw up in my bed. You know, my dad came in the next morning and just you know cracked a beer under my nose. He's like, yeah, you want to you want a beer? I'm like, no. <laughs> I yeah. drank enough last night, Dad. That's not you how know? it went when I got <laughs> caught drinking. Old Sally. Oh my God. She gave me the <laughs> yeah. she gave me the guilt for about mm, two decades. She's still my dad still makes fun of me about how much my mom managed to make me feel guilty. They caught me drinking one time. Oh Sally. Oh, wow. Sally, she's little, but uh she knows how to dish it out when it's time. And I know she's listening to this and you know it's true, mom. Yeah, when I my, my mom's that way too. She's not she's not very big. She's I don't think she ever broke like hundred and five pounds, you know, at like five foot five. Uh, you know, if anything, she's, you know, she's 80 now. So she's probably like 85 pounds at this yeah. point, but still, you know, puts the, puts the fear of Jesus in me and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm atheist. So it's like, that's still, you know. Yeah. That tells works. you everything. I've had to explain to there's times where my wife and I, you know, have disagreements around the house. It happens. And we're all say to her, stop yelling at me. And she'll go, I wasn't, I wasn't yelling. And I go, oh, it's just that you're making me feel guilty. And that reminds me yeah. of my mom. And in my head, that sounds like yelling because my mom didn't yell. My dad was a yeller. My mom would just look me right in the eye and go, well, I guess I just have to get used to the fact that you let me down sometimes. And I'd just crawl under my own bed and just think forever, go into these existential yeah. states about how I had failed the expectations of everything I could be in my own mother's eyes. <laughs> Yeah, no, my, my dad was a yeller and I, I mean, I, I yell and sometimes it's warranted, but you know, sometimes, you know, my wife definitely will call me out and I'm, I'm very conscious of when I, I maybe overreact because sometimes maybe I'm just, you know, tired, exhausted or something else is, you know, going on or whatever. And I, I, you know, I apologize to my kids all the time, yeah. you know, and, and I, I, I know people that just like, they're like, hey, you say sorry to your kid. I'm like, well, yeah, I was kind of a dick to him just now. I was an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to, well, it's like, I'm trying to teach them how to be an adult. It's like, look, when you, when you're this way to somebody, you apologize, you know, you, you just, that's what you do. So, yeah, but, okay, but I, I, you know, I, I, I definitely tried it to, to be aware of it. And it's, you know, they, they've, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell the story. Um, <laughs> they, they've seen me. The, the, the only time they've ever seen me like really lose my shit, uh, it wasn't on them or or my wife or anyone. We were on vacation, and uh, uh, we we're basically we had a rental car. We we're about to get down the road. Um, we we're, we're basically we're in, in Hawaii, and uh, we stopped off at a Starbucks. And there's two probably in their mid sixties gentlemen sitting at a bus bench. And as we're walking at Starbucks, they asked us for change and I didn't have cash on me. I'm like, I've got no cash. Sorry. Wife didn't have cash. Get our coffees. Come walking out. They ask us again. I was like, sorry, still don't have any cash. You know, if I did it'd be yours, dude. You know, have a good day. Keep walking, get about 30 feet away. And they say some very unkind things to my wife as we're walking away. And I, I don't even look back. I just flipped the bird over my shoulder happy birthday. And, uh, you know, figured that was it. And that, that was my mistake. Just being flipping like that. I shouldn't have done it in retrospect, but 
now, you know, my wife's heading to the car. We still got 50 feet to go. The boys are in the car and one of the guys gets up and starts just yelling and coming towards us. So now it's like, I realize, you know, we're not going to have time to get to the car, get it started and get out of here. So I've got to keep this guy from getting to my family and he's yelling. And now my adrenaline has kicked in and I'm yelling and, you know, it's like, but I'm yelling stuff like, you know, really, this is what we're going to, you know, fucking get into it over. It's like, I flipped the bird. You call my wife, you know, fucking cunt. I flipped you the bird. Like, get on with your fucking day, dude. It's like, there's bigger shit in the world, you know, really, you know, it's like, come on. And this went on, you know, for, for about five minutes. And, and I could tell people were definitely either videotaping or calling the police or whatever, but uh, he kept approaching. And then finally, you know, my wife got the Jeep started, but I'm standing right there and like, he's a foot from me and I'm just watching his friend, making sure he's not getting up and coming towards us. And in my head, I'm just like, I don't want to get in a fight with this guy. And, and I wasn't afraid he was going to kick my ass. He was older, obviously had some, you know, physical health issues because it took him a while to walk over. But, uh, you know, I also know like my wife and kids are back there and I've got to protect them. And so, you know, I just got in his face to go, look, you know, if you didn't say it, cause he kept saying it wasn't me that said it. It's like, well, I heard you. It was you. But, uh, I was like, look, the finger was for whoever said it. So if it wasn't you, it wasn't for you. I apologize. I'll shake your hand. I'll say, I'm sorry, whatever it takes, you know, for us to get out of here. And, uh, I'm just, <clears throat> sorry, get a little emotional when I think about it. Cause it's, you know, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to ever, you know, be in that position with your, you know, your family, right. You know, right there. So, um, yeah, nothing happened. He, you know, he, he shook my hand. He tried to do the thing, you know, the guy thing where it's like, I'm going to squeeze your hand really tight. So you'll know the ass whooping I could have laid on you. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know? And then, you know, we get in the Jeep and drive away and, you know, I've got a done one going for the next, 30 minutes. I'm just bouncing off the walls. I'm like, you know, pull over, honey. I got to like run a couple laps or something. It's yeah. So, you what, know, they've get, seen, they've seen that side of me. Yeah. They were watching so. through the window, huh? Oh yeah. Well, no, the, actually the top was down on the seat. So they had a, <laughs> they had a front row seat. But, what did they say? You know, what did we, the boys we, say? Uh, it, well, cause of what the guy looked like. They're like, you know, dad almost beat up Santa Claus. I'm like, no, because he had a nice big white beard. Um, and, you know, I just, I was like, look, no, that wasn't, you know, we, we sat him down to talk to him. We were like, that's, daddy was not going to beat up Santa Claus. Daddy had it under control. You know, I was like, but, you know, you, you, know, you, know, you know, and they, they still, you know, they, they still, the, the youngest one, you know, course tells his teacher and everyone at school like you know my daddy owns Santa Claus I'm like no <laughs> now I gotta explain to him that's not what happened uh, uh, I like uh, that so now but but you know I, I but I acknowledge it and I I, I I think that's the biggest thing that I, I think a lot of parents don't do is you know when they make mistakes they don't you know they think like well I'm not parent I apologize I you know but it's one of those things it's like look you know hey this is we're human. We're going to do this. And guess what? You're going to make mistakes and you're going to apologize to us. And, you know, we'll hug it out. But, 
Now, let me ask you just uh, your advice because sure. my wife right now is over seven months pregnant and I've never, we've never, mm. and I find, yeah. I find myself getting a little bit more aggressive with people and aggressive in certain situations. Is that something that just happens when you have a family or when that family is on the horizon? Is that like a biological thing? Is it an emotional shift? Because I've gotten in oh, a yeah. few, I, I, I gotten think in a few totally, scraps. I, yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, I, it goes back to, you know, whatever, you know, the, the Neanderthal man or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. I think it's kind of in our DNA where, you know, um, but even, even, you know, your wife will be more protective as well. Yeah. It's, because I'll but, tell you what, it's, again, it's you want to hear uh, mine. You want to hear mine? Yeah, I was, yeah. and my wife doesn't know this because I didn't, I didn't tell her because she would be so mad. So she'll hear this. I'm gonna go ahead and pause it right there because that's true. What I just said, Hallie has not heard the story you're gonna hear when we come back. So I wanted to just say to my loving wife, I tell you everything. I just didn't want to worry you. I just didn't want to worry you. Anyway, we got ads. Check them out. Use the promo codes. It helps the show when you do. We'll be right back. We all need someone to talk to. A person who can support us through rough patches and the ups and downs of life. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. Mobile, affordable, and available when you need it. Simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match one of 3,000 plus therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. You'll hear back daily, five days per week. You'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. So join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. I tell you, Talkspace has been advertising for a long time on this show. I really appreciate it. I uh, am a big champion of the idea that we got to deal with mental health. We deal with physical health. Why aren't we dealing with mental health? And I love that these guys are creating a new avenue for people to seek it out to see if they might find the treatment that works best for them. It's really cool. Talkspace has more than 3,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code BEAUTIFUL to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's BEAUTIFUL at Talkspace.com. Have you heard about the company that's revolutionizing online furniture shopping? Joybird empowers you to create a space and furniture that bring you joy. Joybird is good stuff, man. I've sat in their furniture. It is comfortable, and I like it. I know that's a simple, basic uh, endorsement, but man, is it true? I don't think there's any point in complicating this one. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options, from mid-century modern to contemporary classics, all customizable in an amazing array of fabric choices, from rich buttery leather and plush velvets to every color imaginable. There's even a wide range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery available, as well as free personal design consultants to help nail down your perfect design. And with Joybird's 365-day home trial, you can skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. Sit on it, sleep on it, break it in, and if you don't love your Joybird, return for a full refund. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash beautiful. Go to joybird.com slash beautiful and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code beautiful. 
Thanks so much to all of our advertisers. Now, uh, let's get back to the phone call where I'll tell you a story I haven't really told anybody that I I think might be concerning to those who love me. All right, let's go. You want to hear uh, mine? You want to hear mine? Yeah. I was, yeah. Dr- and my wife doesn't know this because I didn't, I didn't tell her because she would be so mad. So she'll hear this. She'll be mad that it happened, and she'll be mad. At the time. <laughs> I was driving one morning, and I'm sitting in some classic New York City traffic. It's in Brooklyn. I got off the BQE. And they had a light, very poorly placed light right off the BQE exit. So it always backs things up. And the guy behind me, he must not have been paying attention. And in the inching forward, he taps into the back of my car. Now it's a new car, brand new at the time. We had just gotten a bigger car because we got the baby on the way. So we said, we got to get a little more room. So he taps the brand new car. And I'm like, oh, that sucks, you know? So he tries to come up and around me. But he forgets it's a red light. So then he's kind of looking at me. And I'm looking over at him. And I roll down the window, and he gives me, like, a motion, like, a what? What? Like, he gives me that motion. So he rolls down his window. And he's got somebody in the back. He's a he's a cab driver, Uber, Lyft, something like that. So I'm like, hey, dude, it's not a big deal, but you tap me. Like, maybe we should just uh, exchange insurance or whatever. And he starts going, I didn't tap you. I didn't tap you. No, I didn't. And I was like, dude, it's fine. Like, it was really little. Like, but let's just exchange insurance just in case. We'll pull over. And then he tries to, like go around me and get out of there. But again, it's bumper to bumper traffic. He keeps forgetting that there's a traffic jam. That's why this whole situation has unfolded. So I'm like, all right, whatever, man. So now he's right in front of me. I take off my, I take out my phone. I, I take a couple pictures of his license plate just in case, because it looks like he's going to just book it. So I'm like, oh, I got his plate sitting oh, right yeah. there in front of me. And then it's, it's totally still traffic. So I'm like, I might as well just get out of the car, see if there's any damage. So I get out of the car. Right in the middle of the traffic, I look back. There's no damage, not a scratch, not a bump. I mean, it was a little love tap, and I knew that was probably the case. But the guy's acting like a crackpot. So I go to get back in my car, and at this point, I don't care. It's like, no harm, no foul. He comes flying out of his car. He's like, you took pictures of me. I got a dashboard camera. I didn't bump you, this and that. And he started walking towards me, and luckily, my door was open, so it was in between us. And I was like, dude, you don't get to tap me. And then get out acting all aggressive. You don't get to do that. And he just stopped in his tracks. And I'm telling you, I couldn't believe I said this. I looked this man right in the eye and I go, honestly, get back in your car right now or I will fuck you up. And he got back in his car. Oh. And then I got back in my car. And then a bunch, I think a bunch oh. of people like watched that happen and heard it. And then I had this like paranoid thing in my head all day of like, is some, am I going to get tagged? in some Instagram video of me, like, in the middle of the highway <laughs> off-ref. Telling, yeah, it's 7.40 in the morning the telling someone I'm going to fuck them yeah. up. The headline of, like, uh, uh, comedian very very few know about, but some care about passionately, almost gets into fight on Brooklyn Highway. But that's not me. Oh. I really think there was a part yeah. of that that was, like, my wife's pregnant, so I'm extremely protective around her at all times. And there's some sort of instinct I have right now that is like, no, nobody gets to fuck around. It's happened a few times. Like oh, people yeah. walking behind, if we're walking up our block, people walk up behind us too fast and I'll like spin around with my fists up like I'm going to fight them. And they'll be like, whoa, 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 sorry. That's this New York thing. You don't walk <laughs> up behind people. But now we all have our faces and our yeah. phones and our headphones and people forget. But I'll spin around with my dukes oh, yeah. up like, come on, mother. You think you're, and, and it's. I think I'm in the, I think I will, 
think I am more willing to kill people now if I feel like they're going to threaten my wife. I think I'll murk, yeah, I think no, I'll I, murk I, a person and not think twice about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 completely because like I wasn't the you know I was I was the the dork in high school. I yeah. you know I I didn't I, I received the 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 uh, the the physical end of the fights, I, I would defend myself to the, you know, a certain point, but usually, you know, like three or four guys, but like, you know, the closest I ever had to a real fight fight was in college. And that was just like a one punch kind of thing. It wasn't, and it wasn't like a, you know, I'm a fantastic puncher or something like that. I just happened to hit the guy in the nose and he was just drunk enough that yeah. you know, he backed off. You got but, him right on the butt. You know, but yeah, but but you just reminded me you'll you'll appreciate this. The same thing. My wife was like four or five months pregnant with our first child, and uh, I was still collecting comic books back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marvel or DC? And, uh, some of both. Ugh. Yeah, some independent stuff too. Okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I well, I just you know I I had my my regular comic book guy, and I just kind of go with some of his recommendations. You know, sure. that was my. And next thing yeah, you know, you're but, reading uh, something called Martian Manhunter, wondering where all the money went. Oh, yeah. But believe me, I just organized like 8,000 <laughs> comics two summers ago when my wife took the, the kids to one of her family reunions. I, I She was gone for a week. And I was like, you know, this is a good time to get them organized, all, you know, make sure they're all bagged and boarded and, and you know, document them and stuff like that. And it'll take me like two, three days. Mm-hmm. No, the the entire seven days she was gone. I I think I got out of the house a total of three hours. But oh, that's the best. Uh, it's the best. Yeah, so. yeah. But it was nice. To, it was such a completionist thing, and I'm not. You know, it's it's as, as scatterbrained and as ADD as unfocused as I normally am. It's like I get hyper focused on you know yeah. stuff like that. So you were saying, but, uh, this was a but, fight story. But uh, so yeah, so I, I my old job. Uh, funny you mentioned being in a car accident. I used to be an adjuster for an insurance company, so mm-hmm. I was a guy that would write estimates. I'd go out to body shops and stuff like that. So imagine driving around, you know, uh, you know, Los Angeles traffic all day long, dealing with that, dealing with people that have been in accidents, dealing with body shop owners who are just, you know, salt of the fucking earth people. Um, just, I mean, some of them are decent, but I mean, most of them are just. Uh, you know, um, so it was the end of the day. It was Wednesday, of course, new complex out and my guy's in a little strip mall. So there's maybe 15 parking spaces. They've got a little restaurant there. There's not a lot of room to park. So I pull in, I'm the only car in the parking lot waiting for a spot, sitting there waiting. Finally, this lady's coming out, put my signal on as she's getting in her car, this, uh, car with two, probably 18, 19 year olds, uh, pulls in the other end coming facing me and they see her getting ready to back out and they see me with my signal on and I make eye contact like you do, like, you know, mm-hmm. you see me. So, you know, that's my spot mm-hmm. Or she backs out. She backs out in their favor. They take the spot and I'm just, I'm sitting in my car and I, I see them because as they're taking the spot, they're like looking at me like, yeah, you know, fuck you old dude. And I'm like, at the time I was only like, you know, 35, 30, six and mm-hmm. something like that. But, uh, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like, no, fuck this, fuck this. I'm, I haven't even got out of my car. I'm like, nope, nope. Fuck this. Get out of my car. And it's like, you know, the fucking national geographic, you know, the puffer fish will puff up to, you know, two times its normal size. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I, I don't realize how intimidating I can be. Cause I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm like six, four, uh, at the time I was probably well, I was sympathy eating. So I was probably about like two forty-five, two fifty. Um, and if you haven't sympathy ate along with your wife, you're really missing out. 
Um, but <laughs> wait, what is but uh, so sympathy like, eating? And what is sympathy eating? You put on the weight with her. If she's getting, if she's pregnant and putting on weight. You just, you know, when, when she wants a chocolate, shake, when she wants a chocolate shake, ten o'clock at night. I you're not just going to buy one. I do find myself. <laughs> I do find myself. If she, if she wants to eat, I will eat in solidarity so that she, uh, she knows we're in it together. I do do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So these punks, these so teenage I, I, punks, so they I, took I, your so spot. They take my spot. They're still in the car, and so I just, I come up to the driver's side window. I'm like back up their car and they're just looking at me and of course they look at each other and just start laughing i mean it, it was like they were like bill and ted or even some butthead in there i'm just like back your car up now like what and it's like this is my spot you saw me with my signal on you took my space back up now still just laughing and then I, that's when i raised my voice i'm like back the fuck up right fucking now you know i'm just and, yeah. and now like the drive they both just the look changes on their face because again you know i'm just like at this point I, i'm i'm like right up against the window almost and so dude backs it up i'm just like fucking you know take my fucking spot the whole time they're backing up i'm just talking shit it's like you, you think you're just gonna take my fucking spot you see my fucking signal you're gonna fucking laugh at me you fuck you the fuck out of my spot so then they get out i pull my car in and they're still parked in the because it's a small strip mall so they're they're waiting for a spot so i get out and the passenger leans out of his window yo man you didn't you didn't you didn't have to you didn't have to fucking just yell at us like that man you just could ask me what i was like i was like what i'm like what fuck you i was like i go i'm not apologizing for shit i was like you you stole my spot we're sitting there laughing at me like little punks i was like don't tell me you're not a little punk i was a little punk like you i was 18 or 19 and i i saw something in their 30s and i was like fuck you old man and it was just, it was just like, well, it's not cool so I, I i looked at the license plate number i read it back to him twice he's like what are you doing i was like that's a license plate number i go i come out i find any damage on my car Whoever that car is registered to, I'm going to be at their house tomorrow, and somebody's <laughs> going to have to answer for this shit. <laughs> oh, dude! So the best is I, as I, I turn around to walk in, there, another car is now pulled in, waiting for a spot, and it's two guys that are I know are waiting to go in the comic book store because they, you know, look like they're from Big Bang Theory. And I'm just like, as I'm walking past them, uh, <laughs> they just look at me like, "Everything all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, like, you, you know, we had your back if you needed it." And I'm like, "Yeah, uh huh." Sure. <laughs> I was like, uh, I just, thanks. I get in the store and the, the adrenaline hits and I'm just like, I got to sit down. I need uh you got coffee, anything I need to, uh, 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 you know, the shakes and everything. It's like, fuck. And then I didn't tell my wife. Yeah. And then she was about eight. She was about eight months pregnant and we were at a party and my buddy's like, cause I only told one person. And of course at the party, Oh yeah, dude. You gotta tell that story again. You know, you know, Tiffany, the one we almost got in a fight in the parking lot of this comic book store. He's like, Who, what comic book nerds getting fights in the parking lot? And I'm just like, oh. she's like, what happened? I'm like, nothing. She's like, you, what? She's like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. So yeah, you. you well, the best perspective yeah. on that is those two teenage kids have a story about once pulling into a parking spot when a man descended on them, screamed and cursed and oh, flew yeah. into a rage, and then they pulled out. And watched him turn around and walk into a comic book store. That's the best perspective. Their, their version of that story is incredible. They're like, in their version of it, you flipped out. You're this six foot four dude. You go ape shit. And then you turn around, go into a store, and like the little bell rings. 
and you walk up to the front of the store and you're like, um, can I have, uh, do you have the new West Coast Avengers? Uh, <laughs> now. Oh, I never buy West Coast Avengers. It was fine. I used to read it because I read everything. It, <laughs> it was fine. It was weak. Anyway, do your kids know you smoke weed? Yes. Um, the youngest doesn't know really what it is, but he, he, get, he gets it. It's compared well, I, I hate comparing it to alcohol but it's it's something you know, like, you know, like your mom has a glass of wine your dad smokes a bowl um the oldest one i mean he's we we just oh this is the other thing you get to look forward to we just had to talk with him that was fun how'd that um, go it, he wanted to just crawl out of the room it the best part is my wife's very type a and i you know makes lists you know da 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 and i'm just i'm not um which I is probably why I'm dead. I'm dead now. But my dad has never... You never had to talk? No, my dad has never even oh. really recognized that sex exists in my presence. I'm 38 years old. Oh. Based on... You're common, so lucky. Like, I'm, I mean, a, <laughs> I'm aware I exist, but based on conversation, I would not even... Yeah. My father and I have never even recognized the existence of sexual activity. Oh, God. My mom was an emergency room nurse, so she okay. was very clinical... Yeah. Blunt, blunt as hell. Like, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't even lose my virginity to my senior year in high school. Girls didn't even, you know, acknowledge I existed. They, they, they all wanted to, you know, me to talk to my friends and just me. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I was just, you know, yeah. oh, that's just, you know, so and so. It's like, yeah, okay. So how but, does the uh, talk you come know, up? Do you I'd sit be, him oh, down? I, 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 Do you sit the kid oh, down? Yeah. And, hey, we no, got to talk about some stuff. Well, you know, because the school's going to have the class anyway, so we want to at least, you know, kind of give them the, the, you know, a talk before the the school just throws their information at them. But, you know, my wife read a, you know, the a book, and she's got a notepad with bullet points of subjects she, you know, wants to make sure we cover. And I just, you know, walk in the room and sit down. And you know, it's like she's got her list. I'm like, babe, I, I've got a penis. I lived through this. I, I, I know how this goes. It's and like, then is your son like? I, I, is your son trying to peek into her notebook to see the like bullet points, and he's like, "Oh God, three boxes down. We're talking no, about boners. No, but I, 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 three check marks no, no, down, and was, it's boners. Oh no, oh no." He, he he was laying on the floor face down. He didn't. He was just trying to not look at us. <laughs> trying to just be as he laid as down face face down on the floor to try to avoid it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he was oh, trying that's... to go out, crawl out the door, like belly crawl out the door, like he's crawling under barbed wire, but. <laughs> We, it was like no. It's like you gotta, you gotta have it. You know, we gotta yes. do this. You're like no. Nope. Don't you try to crawl away. We haven't talked about wet dreams yet. You get back here. Oh, yeah. You get back here. Yeah. Listen, it's gonna happen. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And he, you got him by the ankles while he's trying to claw at the carpet and get out of there. Oh yeah. No. And, and, and of course, I'm looking <laughs> at my wife's list throughout the whole thing, and I had her cross a couple things off. I'm like, we're not gonna spring this on. He doesn't need to know about menstruation just yet. Let's just. Let's focus on the, the tools. Let's focus on the equipment he has. Let's, he doesn't need to worry about menstruation. Like I grew up when you know, I was in the '70s, watching like the the, the whatever tampon commercials, and it'd always be a woman in a swimsuit, and I'd be like eight years old trying to figure out like, well, what the hell does this do? Where the hell does this go? You know, and it, mm-hmm. so it's like he doesn't need to know about that just yet. I mean, he can hear about it. That one, we'll let him hear from his friends if he needs to, but. Yeah, let's just cover the like. This yeah. is what's going to start happening. This There's is what, so much you know. time in the day. And does he ever settle into it? Like, yeah. is he asking questions, or is he just like, "Can I go now? Can I go now? Can I go now?" 
No, it was just, can I go now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we covered it. We had him repeat some stuff back just to make sure he heard it. And, yeah. Uh, but we also made sure he understood like, look, if anything comes up, just, you know, and you got any questions, it's embarrassing, but we'd rather have you ask us than, you know, try to get information from a friend or God forbid, Google it, you know, yeah. Yeah. Who knows what's going to come up on that. <laughs> yeah. And was he like, I know all this stuff. I know it all. I already know this. Yeah. Oh. Oh well, yeah, of course. You know, he's he's twelve and a half, almost thirteen. So of course, knows everything. Now, here's but, a qu- hey, here's a question I have as the father of a teenage son, because I'm sure yeah. this came up in the talk. Here's a because you seem obviously like a very progressive, like liberal guy. You live in Southern California, smoke weed in the garage. I'm, I'm open minded <laughs> dude talking with your kid. I remember the first time I bought condoms, and I drove to a different town, and it was a fiasco. And I was so scared. Is that the type of thing you tell your kid? Like, hey, if you get a girlfriend, I'm going to slip you some of these things. Don't be embarrassed. It's just for safety's sake, just in case. I'm not trying to rush you into anything. Or is that the rite of passage? He's got to go off. He's got to go buy them his own and sweat it out. In the pharmacy in the back of the shop right in Lackawanna Station in Montclair, New Jersey, in my case, in yours, he's not going to travel 3,000 miles just to get condoms. They're available elsewhere. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, I definitely tell him – that's the thing. It's, I, I would talk to, I definitely, we talked to him about them and I uh, wanted him, you know, like if he doesn't feel comfortable buying, if he thinks he's going to be in a situation where he needs them and he doesn't feel comfortable buying them, I have no problem buying them for him. But, you know, I, I would be going roller skating and be you on know, ninth grade and my mom would be like, you know, make sure you wear a condom. I'm like, I'm going roller skate, mom. May play some video games, but like, I don't know. I don't know what you think happening tonight, but you know, so I'm not going to be quite that blunt with him, but yeah, I definitely want him to, you know, I'd rather have him, you know, ask me to buy them than, you know, be a grandpa when he's, you know, a senior in high school. You know, he's he's a dad and I'm now a grandpa. It's like, I don't, you know, don't need yeah. that. Now, when you called, you were smoking weed in the garage. On a scale of one to ten, high, how high are you right now? Six. Six? I, I only had a couple of hits and I, I came back in the house. It's, it's, it's a little cold out there. You know, it's down to 50s out here in the wintertime. Oh, it's been I got mean. Huh? Rubbing the good weather in my face when I live in New York and we're in a, we're in a cold nightmare. Oh, so a, you're yeah, at a solid but... six. You're at a solid six of highness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a five and a half six, I'd say. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a nice. Uh, yeah. I can feel it a little bit but, in your uh, storytelling style. I can feel that it's a little freewheeling. A little bit up in a... Well, I, I, I'll tell you the truth. My wife even confirms this. I, I talk like this normally. Uh, I might talk. <laughs> I might talk longer. Okay. I might, I might uh-huh. go longer than I. 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 I my. My nickname uh, uh, when I was growing up definitely had a lot to do with talking fast. Uh, it, it was uh, basically jet mouth. So jet yeah, mouth. No. Yeah. yeah. That'll get I'm, under I'm, your skin. I'm a, I... Let's go ahead and pause right there. Imagine if you had a real condition called jet mouth. I bet you would need some products that might help correct that condition, jet mouth. But there would be products and services for you. Well, maybe you have some other needs in your life that aren't fictional or theoretical like jet mouth is because that's not a real thing. But these products and services you're about to hear about, they might help you with the things that are real in your life. Enjoy them. Use the promo codes. We'll be right back. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. 
Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind. The results? A perfect fit and a premium feel. Simply answer a few questions to find your perfect fit. It takes 60 seconds. Then once you receive your bra, you can wear it, wash it, put it to the test for 60 days. And if you don't love it, return it. Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. It's all a part of their 100% fit guarantee. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. They even have a line of incredibly soft and breathable cotton bras. My wife has gotten bras from Third Love. She really loved it. She loved the experience of uh, really putting in some uh, thought into what she needed. And then the company really responded and sent her something that was on target. It was cool. It's cool. And I love that they uh, will donate return bras to people in need. I think that just speaks very highly of them. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash beautiful right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash beautiful for 15% off today. Thanks again to all of our sponsors. Now let's finish off the phone call. My, my nickname uh, uh, when I was growing up definitely had a lot to do with talking fast. Uh, it, it was uh, basically jet mouth. So, jet yeah, mouth. I, yeah. yeah. That'll get I'm, under I'm, I'm a, I, Well, it's funny. My wife just realized, like, she goes, I just jet realized because you're, you're, you're an introvert. You're an extroverted introvert. And I'm like, we've been together 20 years. I go, you're just now figuring this out. Like, I, I, I have social anxiety. You know, I... I, I you know, but I can, you can put me in any situation, like any of her, her, you know, work parties or, or we have parties where I don't know anyone. She knows she could just throw me in the mix and I could pretty much, you know, jump into any conversation, yeah. you know, with anyone and just kind of, you know, like a chameleon. It was, you know, like that in high school. I was like Ferris Bueller, but I wasn't as, you know, popular as he was. I just was able to float between the, you know, the different groups. I didn't yeah. really belong to any one group, but I, you know, they, they allowed me to interact with them. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I have a tendency to, to talk a lot. Yeah. I, I, that's one thing. I, that's one thing, you know, my kids get from me as well. I try to, I try to work on it, but, but, but it's great though. Cause like, they both, it's literally you know, happening right now. Stories. It's literally happening. You're being a jet mouth about you, explaining to me the origin of being <laughs> jet mouth. When you listen you back to that, fuck up at any point, <laughs> bro, when you listen back to that, you're going to, you're going to, I feel like everybody listening right now is laughing, probably laughing because you they used to call me Jetmouth because you can throw me into any situation and that's how I became Jetmouth. Packed so many words in. Yeah. My my nickname, my childhood nickname, you were Jetmouth. My childhood nickname was Megahead. So all the kids made fun of how big Ooh. my forehead was. Megahead. That's how big my forehead was. They yeah. didn't even go with get hard. I barely got get hard. They called me Megahead. Made me so wow! Mad. Yeah, you, yeah. Get hard, get hard, right there. I mean, it's they oh, don't even have to do anything. Jeez, they're right yeah. for the taking, huh. but they went with Megahead instead. Yeah. Now walk me, yeah. walk me through the schedule of a stay-at-home dad. I'm very interested in that. In my mind, are you always uh, wearing a bathrobe? Do you often wear a bathrobe? No, no. Okay. I've, I've got uh, typical day. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt because you know, great weather out here. But okay, um, let's cool our jets, there, Jet Mouth. No real- <laughs> there's no real like typical day. I, it, it's kind of typical, like, you know, get up, you know, make their, make their lunches, drop them off at school. And then, 
depending on what's going on, I'll either hit the gym really quick or I'll, I'll take a nice hike. If I've got a little more time, I'll do a hike, uh, some sort of you know, exercise. Cause that's, you know, especially you get older, that's, you just got to get that in. But, uh, mm-hmm. and then just stuff around the house, you know, I mean, everything that needs to get done, laundry, cleaning the house. Sometimes, you know, I'll take a day and just knock everything out. And, you know, maybe the next two days I, I still have, you know, laundry is never ending, but, and I don't have to do a deep clean of the house or anything like that or stuff in the yard or get the, you know, garage organized it's there's definitely some you know more me time throughout the day that i could take i'm not gonna lie uh i might play a video game or two mm-hmm. uh at some point um red dead redemption just finished that that was pretty awesome okay. uh but i'm not a gamer but i've heard but, a lot of that okay. is just riding around on a horse board uh it can be yeah but okay. you know okay. uh yeah you know but anyway, I, I, I interrupted you know, i listen yeah, a lot yeah, no, I, I, I mean, but I listened to a lot of podcasts, like even my old job, I was in the field. So I was pretty much by myself all day long. You know, I might be on the phone with some people or, you know, deal with the, uh, you know, few body shops in person, but, but, you know, like podcasts are basically, you know, those were like my coworkers and it's definitely my coworkers. Now I've got like about eight or nine that I, I, I listen to on the regular and, and yours obviously being one of them. Uh, thank but, you. You know, then it's, you know, the, the, you know, doing this stuff around the house, I don't think of it as chores. I don't really think of it as work. It's just shit that has to get done. And it's like, you know, again, we're a team. So she's, she's offering the money and I'm keeping the house at the level of, you know, uh, that we, we agree is, you know, clean, you know, she's definitely more anal sensitive than me. And, you know, uh, sometimes I, 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 you know, I have to get called into the boss's office for a little review, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the real work is when the boys get home from school because it's, yeah. you know, doing homework with them okay. and, you know, keeping them off to keep them off the electronics as long as you can, you know, get them outside. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, you guys got your homework done. You got this done. You know, you practice piano, you've done some reading, all right, you can, you know, you can play some video games while I make dinner and, you know, and yeah, I, 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 I definitely become a better cook since, uh, being a stay at home dad. I used to just master the grill, but now we, we get, we get like the, the three, four meals a week delivered thing. You make it yourself. They send you the ingredients kind of thing. I don't want oh. to say the name of it because they're oh, not a, believe me, uh, I'm sure it's one of the many, many fine food delivery services that have advertised here on blue and uh, beautiful anonymous over the years. Sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe. but, Who knows? but, you know, it, it's, it's, it, we definitely, you know, have dinner because before it was like the kids were in after school care and, you know, she would work late and I would work late and it's pick the kids up. And now it's like, you're not even home till almost seven o'clock. And it's like, okay, well, what is there to make? Well, what can you make quick? Cause mm-hmm. the kids got to be in, you know, bath by eight and bed by eight thirty or nine, whatever. And so now it's like the, the, the stress level of the household has decreased immensely. Like we took a hit money wise, but we knew that if we just, you know, made a budget, tightened our belt, you know, we, we were never really big spenders. Like my car is 15 years old and I'll, I'll drive it till, you know, another 15 years, as long as it runs, I'm not, you know, uh, but you know, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, we had to, you know, we can't go out to dinner as much as we like, and we didn't do other things, but, uh, but stress is, I mean, stress kills. I mean, that, that's it. That's all there is to it. And, and, 
you know, just, you know, both of us being stressed, the gills that, you know, definitely affected the kids. And so that's why it's kind of a no brainer when she asked me to quit, you know, if I wanted to quit my day job, I'm like, you know, what, can I call them now? Can, can two weeks start this minute? I can Jet mouth, jet mouth. <laughs> I asked you the daily What's routine. That? I just asked you the daily routine <laughs> and you jet mouth me hard on that. You jet mouth me hard on that jet mouth. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, but the boys get home. We do homework. <laughs> I make. Dinner. Now you're gonna we'll, jump back into the have... routine. You're gonna pick up at three p.m. Well, you made it to three p.m. before you spiraled out into jet mouth uh, philosophizing. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then you know. Then you just get him down to bed, and then it's it's the same thing the next day. You know, it's. it's I, again, it's one of those things where it, I, I, some, I don't get too much shit from people. I mean, definitely I get some confused questions and people, especially living in this town, people just like, oh, well, you're stay-at-home parents, so you're, you're an actor. You know, I'm like, no. Why are you staying at home then? Why don't you have a day job? It's like, well, because my wife is, is good enough that I can stay home. So, you know, but... Uh, and you're and, happy. And, and, you know, again... You say, oh yeah, it leads to a happier home yeah, for you I, and your wife and your kids. Oh yeah, and 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 again, you know, nobody nobody's on their deathbed going, God, you know, like I wish I would have, you know, put in more overtime at work. I wish I would have, you know, written more reports or you know, attended more meetings or something like that. It's like everyone, it's I wish I would have spent more time with you know the people I love, the people I care about, yeah. especially in this day and age. It allows me to, you know, raise my boys to be better men, to be better humans. You know, it, it's, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't raise them from a perspective like, you know, uh, I, I was, I actually just was going back and listening to one of the podcasts. Um, uh, the Scottish Paris lady, the, what it means to be a man today. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's for, for my boys. It, it's just, you know, it, the basic fundamentals, treat people how you want to be treated. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. You know, no, definitely no means no. And, you know, that was, that was something, you know, I give my parents credit for. That's how I was raised too. You know, I, I, they were very, you know, they were from the Midwest. Uh, you know, I was raised Catholic, but, um, so I definitely know about guilt and all that, but, you know, it's raising them to just, you know, look, this is, you know, we try to be very honest with them because, you know, you can't have the news on in the main room and they're in the room and not have something that come on the news that you're going to have to discuss with them because it's, you know, the, the, <laughs> there's not much happy news. I mean, they throw it in like the last three minutes, you know, Lester Holt will come on and just be like, and here's something good because we've just been pounding you with bullshit and horror stories for the last 27 minutes. But here's a, you know, puppy getting hugged by a duck. And you're like, okay, great. Thanks. Jet mouth. You know, so it's, it's, when we hit yeah. puppies and ducks, you've officially gone jet mouth on me. I'm going to hit the jet mouth. <laughs> now, in about 10 uh, years, in 10 years, one yeah. of your kids will be graduating college and the other will be in college or of that age if they decide to go a different track, but they'll hit the age traditionally where it's expected for oh, them yeah. to maybe fan out, not be in yeah. the nest so much. Are you going to go back to work at that point? Is that the plan? Or is it you're going to be the, clo- the close enough is- to retirement age at that point that you sail into the sunset and talk, well, and then you just we'll sail be- into the sunset and talk forever? 
Well, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> the wife will have the wife will have her book and just kind of like, okay, yeah, so she'll, she'll just go sit in by the pool or something. But um, no, that the idea is that that you know, and I've even brought this up to my wife, and, and the idea is that I don't go back to a day job again. Like, I might at that point maybe find a part time job or or even something you know where you know it's something I'm interested in. That you know, if, if I'm looking for something you know to do throughout the day or something like that, because they're more independent and they're more out there and stuff. But the, the goal is, you know, for her and by the time they're out of college for her to be able to quit her job as well, we were, you know, again, we, we, especially in this, in this town, we're definitely don't live beyond our means. If anything, we, we've, you know, been much more conservative with our money and squirreling it away. And, you know, anyone who's, Anyone who's getting out of college and starting a job and your company offers a 401k where they match your, your donations, if you don't do it, you're fucking stupid. That's just my advice to anyone out there yeah. starting a job. But, it, you know, it's like it's one of those things where because I, I, you know, I learned from my parents. My dad even admitted to me. He's like, God, you know, I wish I would have started saving earlier. I wish I would have started. Putting, I wish I would have put more away from retirement instead of spending it on this or this or this. And then, you know, you go to his Elks Lodge and you could definitely tell the difference between the people that, that, you know, plan for retirement and the people that just kind of, you know, I've got a jet ski and I've got an RV and I got a, you know, I got a timeshare in Maui. It's like, okay, well, what, 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 what do you have saved up? I mean, I, I know it, it's, you know, it sounds square and boring, but it's like, you know, you, you gotta, gotta look a little, especially if you have kids, you, gotta you gotta be saving you gotta be thinking gotta about the college about, about being yeah yeah so i mean the goal is you know at that point to be able to you know they may go to college they may not i it depends it may do trade school I, I, you know it's it's a different market out there it wasn't like when i was growing up where it's like you know go to college get your degree you know and get a job you know it didn't matter you know unless you were you had a field that you were particularly good in or you excelled in, you know, it's like, you know, me, I, I took me six years, uh, four years in junior college, two years at state to get a degree in communications, you know, and, and with a C plus average. So I'm not, you know, I wasn't breaking any records to my, Jet my mouth. <laughs> yeah. the question yeah. was, will you I'm go sorry. back to work at some point? And it spiraled to the <laughs> point where I now know you had a C plus <laughs> average for your communications degree. <laughs> Jet mouth. Okay, my my high, my highest level might be at eight. I take it back. Now. It I might, feel bad. Might be at eight. Well, I feel bad that we in- interrupted your sweet ass toke session in the garage. I feel bad. Yeah, no, you're higher no, than a six, Jet Mouth. Jet Mouth, you're 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 flying high, Jet Man. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean the idea is travel. I mean, that's I just want to travel more. Yeah, we we travel cool. with our boys now, but I just want to travel even you know. At that point, get a nice RV and, and you know hit the road and and but also do some international travel. So, That's but cool. you know, hopefully we'll get them. Out. Hopefully they'll they'll be able to get out of the house. You know, they'll be able to 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 get some sort of job or get get into something. You know, like my oldest, you know, he may get into the tech side of the industry out here. He he loves you know, he does tech crew at his, his middle school. So he loves doing that. He doesn't, either one of them, you know, wants to be the one up on stage. You know, they, they, they like doing more, you know, breaking stuff down and, and getting technical with stuff. So, you know, if they go that route, I mean, at that point, whatever money we have saved up for the college, we just like, Hey, you, you know, you 
want to, here, here's your money. You, you, you do something with it. Don't just, you know, blow it, but you're an adult, you know, you're going to make choices and here you go. But you gotta, you gotta also let them fail too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But like, uh, I mean, yeah. And one thing, I mean, I, I don't know where we are time-wise. I want to just make sure I get this in as well, but, um, Six and a you know, half like, minutes. Like my, uh, well, like my 12 year old, at some point, both boys, uh, I'm going to show them career suicide. Cause I, I think it's a, I, it, that was an amazing special. Thank I, it, you. It, it, it really, I, I, it, it hit every emotion. You know, I, I cried, I laughed, everything. I, I, I grew up listening to comedy, you know, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Cheech and Chong, all that stuff. And I, I'm a, you know, comedy nerd. I hit shows whenever I can out here in LA. It's nice. Cause you know, a lot of big comedians, you can just, you know, catch anywhere. Um, but you know, I, it, that's a special, I would definitely, you know, I'm going to show them that I'm going to show them Richard Pryor live in concert, you know, uh, show them George Carlin, but you know, I, I want them to realize, you know, it's not like when I was growing up, you know, people didn't talk about mental health issues. Like I, I never talked about mental health with my parents until I was in my thirties and my dad just kind of ignored the subject. And, you know, my mom just was like, you know, well, you know, uh, yeah, just don't uh, be careful what they prescribe you. I'm like, all right, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I can guess what, you know, mental health stuff they grew up with just from how they act and how they are. And, again, I, I know I, I feel pretty self-aware, but, of my you know, what I've got going on. So with my boys, it's like, I, you know, we're going to have these discussions. And, and especially, I, I, I'm excited for them to be adults. I, I want to have a relationship where they're adults and we can sit down and, you know, if they want, we smoke a bowl out in the backyard. And, you, know, you will. You'll smoke weed with your kids. If your kids enjoy. If your kids enjoy it. I guess, that, I guess we're turning that corner, huh? It's a legal thing. You would have a beer with your dad. So I guess your kids can eat a... Uh... And eat a yeah. uh, eat a I mean, I, eat I a gummy if you want. Yeah. Eat, eat an edible or two. Yeah, but I mean, we've already had the talk as far as like, look, you know, more of, even from the scientific point. Like, here's why you shouldn't drink when you're in high school. Here's why you shouldn't smoke weed when you're, you know, this age because your brain's not fully developed till then. And I admit my regrets. Like, I, I drank way too much in high school. I, I that was my self medication through, you know, well into my twenties, and and you know. It wasn't until I just gave up. Uh, I, I still have a beer now and then, but you know, I you know, it's not like it was before. And you know, I'm, I'm definitely healthier for it. I mean, alcohol does nothing but you know, it's a depressant. It it, it doesn't help you with stress. It doesn't help you with anything. You know, it's like yeah. if anything, I'm, I'd rather I'd rather have them smoke weed than than drink alcohol. I mean, it's just it's an easy one for me. I tell you I, what, I know how it is with me. I tell you what. Oh, go ahead. I think yeah. You being a single dad, you guys sacrificing that money, it sounds like you have such a clear sense of who your kids are and what the game plan is, and it seems so cool. And I feel like that conversation your wife had with you, what a like, what a life-changing thing. And for you to say, like you said, to get the ego out of the way and go with it and know that it's going to help your boys like this, I think that's a beautiful thing. My, I think getting a lot of people need to get their ego out of the way. That, especially, you know, men... And again, like I said, I see with with buddies I've known since high school. It's like they still they've got that ego there. They've got that. You know, my my dad was hesitant when we first told him I was quitting my day job. I'm like, look, 
would you like me to tell you what, what she's making at her job now? You know, would, you, would that make you feel better? You know, and of course he's like, yes, I would. So, but yeah. It, it's, it, yeah. And that's, I, I'm trying to, if anything, I want my boys to have a healthy ego to understand yeah. when it's, it's getting in the way, you know, you don't have to get rid of it completely, but just understand when it's, it's making the, it's making the decision for you. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that, that's what kept me out of a lot of fights. I mean, I, being a tall guy, short guys always came at me cause you know, you're the tall guy and it's like, I would either deflect or self-deprecation. That's where I got my sense of humor from was just getting picked on was like, if I can make them laugh, they won't beat me up. Okay. Jet um, mouth, jet mouth, jet mouth. Yes. Oh, we're okay. up. No, no, no. We have two minutes left. I want to try. I want to test oh. the limit because we've said you've shared some beautiful stuff. Sure, some cool stuff, some funny stuff. Well, thank you. I want to try a jet thank mouth you. experience. Thanks for letting me share. I'm going to sure. ask you a question that is ostensibly a yes or no question. We have two minutes left. Oh, I'm going to see if you can just go with yes or no, or if how long this goes. Does it make sense that we still have fax machines? We got email now. No. No, I, I don't. I, well, I don't understand why we have a lot of technology. Fax machines—that's uh, the dumbest fucking thing. And and there, you can still like apply for a job as a fax machine salesperson. I don't know who would even want to. I mean, may as well just stand on the corner and ask for money. It's like shit. That's why would you do that to yourself? But <laughs> now I'm being self-conscious. I'm realizing like, oh shit, we're on the timer now. It's like he's he's listening to everything. He's he's waiting to see where this goes. <laughs> but I definitely got to come to your next live show. You come out here in LA. So are we up? No. Wow. You only took a minute to answer. It only took you a solid oh. full minute to answer if we should still have fax machines or not. I could have gone longer, but I, I wanted to make sure I got that last part. Yeah. I, I don't have a great sense of time right now. So, well, I'll tell you what time, time, time to go smoke another bowl. Yeah. Talking to a dude <laughs> who was in the process of smoking has been eye opening. And it means the world to me. Let me say it. it means the world to me that you'd share a career suicide with your kids. I just got in a fight this week with my high school because they don't want to have me come back and talk because of career suicide. It pissed me off. I, I saw that. That's the dumbest yeah. fucking thing in the world, man. And any anyone who thinks high school is their golden days, they're just wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's... Right. And maybe I'll get to meet yeah. you, Jet Mountain. Next time I'm in L.A., you know, I just performed at that uh, one of the great men, Dynasty Typewriters, a new venue out there. Man, that's yes, a great we're actually, venue. Uh, we're going... Well, I'm taking my wife down on a date night soon to see Eddie Pepitone. So. Ooh, one of my old favorites. Yeah, I love Eddie. My all-time favorite jokes. He had a joke about a rooster, and I loved it. Awesome. Well, you have a great night, dude. I'm I'm glad we got to talk. I, I seriously, I, I I literally tried calling in like 90 times, and then I got to the, your boy, and I was like, holy shit, this worked. All right. Thanks, Jetmouth. No worries. You take care, Chris. Thank you so much to the caller. And caller, I just want to say, too, time cut out. You did open up and tell me about your childhood nickname that you were mocked with, and then I proceeded to mock you with it for the last 30 minutes of the call. I just want to say, I hope you know that was in the spirit of fun and the spirit of uh, moving the call along and that there was no uh, ill intent with that. So it was really so fun to talk to you, and I think we could talk all day about it. You gave me a lot of father tips. We could talk about comic books, and uh, you and I, we could just get caught. Good, good, fun call. Thank you, Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson, for staying up so late. 
It's almost one in the morning and you guys are still in your office. That sucks. I get to just drop by for this part. Thank you guys for this experiment. Thank you to Justin Lindell. Thank you, Shell Shag, for the music. ChrisGeth.com is where all my dates are. I go out on the road a lot. Going out all throughout March. Check it out. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Helps a lot when you do. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, I've heard rumor that I have a fan base in Brazil. So we figured there was only one way to find out. I once did stand-up in Minneapolis in February, and I couldn't walk down the sidewalks because they were sheets of ice. Wild. Uh, it was insane because, like, the first two months I was in love because, like, in Brazil there's no snow, you know, there's nothing like that. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm seeing snow for the first time. And I went skiing. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then the snow would never go away. <laughs> so, like, three or four months into the winter, I was like, holy shit, like, people leave like this? <laughs> Really? All the time? Why? You know, most out. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.